I'm sure no one here this morning has ever had a regret in your life. You've ever always done everything exactly the way you wanted it, and it happened, turned out the way you hoped that it would turn out, and everything's just been fine, and so we have no regrets whatsoever. You know, the dictionary uh, defines regrets in this way. It says it's remorse. It's to cast a longing, lingering look behind. It's a lament. It's a disappointment, a frustration, a hope deferred. All those things probably have happened in our lives at some time or another about something that we deal with. I read about a person in New York City who uh, put a chalkboard up on one of the main walkways as they were going by, and it said, write your regrets here. And as people walked by, they could just write on the chalkboard whatever their regret might be and the things that were going on, and people walked by, and after, I don't know exactly how long a time, but there were several there, and after they looked at them, they were a little bit surprised about it because most of the regrets were not about something that people had done wrong, but what people had failed to do right. They weren't so sorry for the wrongs in their life as much as they were for the things that they wished they had done that they didn't do, the things that they should have done but just didn't do as they were looking at it and as they would see that and understand what's going on and being a part of it. Paul understood that issue as well in his own struggles, in his own life, and we're going to look in Romans chapter 7 and verse 15, and then in Ephesians, we're going to look, I mean Philippians, excuse me, we're going to look at chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, and then just talk about this a little bit today as, as believers that how do we deal with regret in our life? How do we deal with the things that we know that we should have done, but we just, never, we just didn't do it? And how do we let that affect our lives, or how do we get past it so that it doesn't affect our lives? Romans, first of all, and then Philippians. Would you stand with me as we honor the reading of God's Word? In Romans 7, in verse 15, Paul, writing under the inspiration of the Spirit and concerning his own struggles, he said, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. And then in Philippians chapter 3, in verses 13 and 14, the scripture goes on to say, as we look at it, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning, as we think about regret and we look at our lives, and uh, some of us may have more than others, and some may feel that they don't have anything that they regret, and uh, that's great if that's true. But, Father, I pray today that for those who have experienced it in their life, or maybe even right now are leaving in the, living in the bondage of regret, that you would just let your word speak to us and teach us and help us to understand that because of what you have done for us in Jesus Christ, that regret does not have to rule our hearts and our lives. Regret doesn't have to be the master, but rather we can get past it and live the kind of life that you want us to live, live in the bounty of your love and forgiveness, to live within the wonder of your joy and your peace. And so, Father, I pray this morning that you would just... Uh, encourage us, strengthen us, and allow us to understand how we move forward, even though sometimes we're not all we wish we would be, we don't let that rule, we don't let that control all that we are and all of our future, and I pray in Christ's name we'd understand that, amen. You may be seated. You know, as we think about this and as we look at it and uh, try to understand what's going on, most of the people that wrote on the board in, in New York wrote things that talked about things that, as I said, it didn't talk about what they had failed in, what they had blundered, how they had just really messed up life and things, but rather the thing that just kept coming out and coming out and coming out was the realization, you know, there's some things that I knew that I should have done, and I didn't do them. 
There were some things in my life that I should have accomplished and I didn't accomplish. There were things that I regret because they were there and I missed the opportunity. I didn't take advantage of what was available to me and the things that were going on. And of course, most of the things written on the board in, in New York City were more of a secular nature and the things that are going on. But as believers, you and I know that we have regrets as well. We do some things in our lives that we wish we hadn't have done, but there's also a lot of things that we know that we should have done that we didn't do. That God had given us an opportunity and we missed it. We, we just decided not to take advantage of it for whatever reason the case may be as we look at it and see. Some of those things might be like God placed someone in our life that we were supposed to share Christ with and we didn't. We just froze up. We just didn't take advantage of it as we did it. Or maybe there was someone that we had a, a relationship that had gone astray and we needed to apologize and we knew we should. But we just never got around to it. We never said, I'm sorry. We never tried to mend the relationship that was there and that was a part of the things that were going on. Maybe there was someone that we were supposed to speak to, someone that we were supposed to send a card to or a text to or a phone call, whatever it may be. We could don't go on and on and on. You know that you get the idea. There's things that you know in your life that God said for you to do that he placed in front of you and gave you the opportunity to serve him, to make a difference, and you just chose not to. And when you look back at it, you say, man, I, I wish I'd have done that. And we know that's true in a lot of our relationships. So many times we hear people say, you know, I, I really meant to tell that person that I loved them. I meant to tell them I was sorry. I meant to mend that relationship. And then something happened and that was never going to happen. We waited too long. We didn't do it when we had the opportunity. And now we live in the regret of the fact that I knew I should have. I knew I should have taken advantage. I knew I should have done that and I didn't. And it, it eats at our hearts and it goes apart. But we're not in company by ourselves. You know, the Bible is filled with people who, who did the same kinds of things as we look at it and as we talk about that kind of opportunity. We might think about the, uh, the man the, in the parable that had given, been given talent, you remember, and what, the one that get, was given one talent didn't do anything with it. And when Jesus called the people into account for what they did, the first one said, this is what I've done with what you gave me. And, God, and he was blessed. And the second one said, this is what I've done with what you gave me. And he was blessed. And the third one said, I didn't do anything. And he wasn't blessed. In fact, harsh words came toward him because he didn't use what he had been given. All of us have been given things in our lives. We've been talents. We've been given spiritual gifts. We have things in our lives that God intends for us to use and to do something with. And many of us never do it. We never take advantage of it. Or we could talk about the... the Rich young ruler who came and talked to Jesus, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus talked to him and, sp and spent time with him. And he told him what he needed to do. And the man went away regretting because he was very wealthy. And he knew what was right. He didn't argue with Jesus. He didn't say, Jesus, you're wrong. There's got to be another earth way. There's got to be an alternative. There's something else there. He knew exactly what Jesus had said was the truth. But he wasn't willing to do it. And he lit, walked away in regret and remorse because he wasn't willing to give up. Or the, we can think of the ten virgins. Five of them were ready, five were not. And those who five that weren't missed the wedding because they weren't prepared. They didn't do what they should. They regretted not having been prepared for the things that are going on. We can talk about David and David's refusal to be the kind of parent that he needed to be to his children. And we read through the life of David and we find over and over again that because of his failure to be a disciplinarian, because he didn't take care of the things in his family. He had family issues all through his life as he dealt with it. Or when he didn't lead his army into battle. And he, we know the grave sins that he fell in there with Bathsheba. And then murder and all the things that were going on. Because he didn't do what he should have done. 
the regrets that that brought up and being a part of it. We can think about Peter who didn't acknowledge his love for Christ. He didn't acknowledge he even knew Christ and the regret that that brought in his heart, in his life, because he didn't do it. And on and on we could go, but I think we understand the picture. We are people who struggle with the things that are set before us and doing them the way when and, and the timing and in the way that we ought to do them. And then we find ourselves regretting, oh, I just... I wish I had done that. I had the opportunity. I had the moment. The occasion was right there. And I didn't do it. I I just missed it. I walked by and let it go, and now it's too late. I can't get back to it. I, I can't go back and undo the things that were done and being a part of that as we look at it and as we understand and seeing. We feel defeated in our lives, and Satan uses that to take away the joy, to take away the victory that, that God wants us to know in Jesus Christ as we look and as we understand that and being a part of that. And so what we come to, first of all, is forgetful living. We need to learn how to live forgetfully. And you say, well, that's not possible. If I made a mistake, if I did something wrong, if I didn't do what I should have done, if I know I should have done this and I didn't do it, how am I going to forget it? How am I going to ever let that go? How am I going to ever let it get out of my mind? It's going to keep eating at me. That's what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to continually be guilty. He wants you to continue to be living in regret, to be living in sorrow and disappointment. He wants you to be defeated in all that you do, and he just keeps bringing that up. You know, you, you could have made a difference. That person's life would be different if you had just taken a moment to speak with them and to talk with them, to share something with them that they so desperately needed. Here and there, we find ourselves going about it. But Paul's word to us in Philippians was that we forget that which is behind. Now, Paul's not telling us, the Holy Spirit's not using him to tell us that we lose all recollection of it. We, we can't do that. It's, it's there. We did it, or we didn't do what we should have done. We can't just, it just doesn't go away. But what Paul is trying to help us understand, and what you and I need to know by the power of the living God that dwells within us, is that we do not have to be controlled by a past memory. We do not have to let something that happened in our past or something that didn't happen that should have happened be that which is in control of our lives and being a part of it. But rather by the power of the living God, we can say, Satan, get out of my mind, get out of my heart. You don't have the authority to bring that to my mind anymore. God has dealt with that. It's been put behind me, and I will not let it rule my life now. I'm not going to lose my joy today. I'm not going to lose my peace today. I'm not going to lose the life God's called me to live simply because I made a mistake in the past. That's why Jesus died on the cross. That's the whole purpose of his coming was to forgive us of our sins. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not a single one of us that have ever measured up to what God wanted us to do. We've all fallen short in the things we ought to do, and we've fallen short in the things we shouldn't do. We're all guilty. But the Bible tells us that Jesus came for a reason, and he wants us to understand that in his forgiveness, in his coming to us, there is the power, there is the ability to put those things behind us that some of us are letting ruin our days today. We're losing the joy. We're losing the hope. We're losing the wonder of life because we're so overwhelmed with the things that we should have done that we just didn't do. And Satan's good at bringing them up, bringing them up and bringing them up. That's why Paul said, forget them. Don't let them control your mind. Don't let them have control of your life. Don't give them the authority to rule your heart. Because in the power of Christ, he forgives those things when we give them to him. He said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And that's what he wants you to do, is to put those things behind, to forget about those things, and don't live in regret over doing those and being a part of that. And then he says, we press on. See, we not only have to have forgetful living, but we need to have the kind of life that allows us to have forward living. 
We need to move forward with our lives. We need to take those positive steps in doing the things that we should do. I can't undo what I did. And I can't, in many cases, go back and do what I should have done. But God gave me today. And today, I can do what God asked me to do. Today, I can make right or wrong. Today, I can offer that apology that I should have offered a long time ago. Today, I can say I love you to a person that I haven't said it to and I need to. Today, I can make that contact with that individual that needs a good word, that needs to be lifted up. Today, I can correct something that I didn't do that I was supposed to do in work or wherever it may be. I have given the, been given the gift of today. And today, I have the opportunity to take hold of the gift of God and to take hold of the realization that my God loves me so very, very much that he forgives all those things in my past. He lets go of those things, and he doesn't hold me accountable for those in Jesus Christ when I turn them over to him, but he gives me the gift of today so that today I can live in a way that I don't have to say tomorrow, I wish I would have, or what if. See, so many of us live in the what ifs of life, if only of life. If only I'd done this, or what if I'd have done that. That's not where God wants us to dwell. That's not the place of life we need to live. That's Satan's control of our heart. We need to put those things in the hands of our Savior and let him hold on to those and carry that burden. And we need to take hold of his joy and his peace. We need to take hold of his forgiveness and his hope, his mercy, his grace. And we need to live today in the fullness of what it is. We need to take advantage of what it is that we have the opportunity to do right now in the things that are going on. Wayne Gretzky one of the greatest hockey players of all time, said this, I missed 100% of the goals that I never tried. It's where a lot of us are. God places things before us and we won't do it. We don't even try. We don't even make the effort to be what God wants us to be, to accomplish the purposes that God has set before us. We just sit back and do nothing. And then we live in regret the rest of the time. Oh, if I, I mean, I had that chance. I could have made a deal. What if? That's not where we're to live. God wants us to put those things behind us and to let him move us forward in the gift of life and the opportunities that are there before us and the things that are there. We've all quoted often probably, or at least heard it quoted out of the Psalms, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. But see, the problem with that is we can say that with our mouths. But we can't live it in our lives if we're being controlled by regret and guilt and the things that are there. There's no joy. The joy has been robbed from our lives. The ability to rejoice in what God is doing and to rejoice in the gift of my life and to rejoice in the friendships that I have, in the family that I have, and all the things that are going on is found in the ability to, to be able to put those things that I failed in and give them to Jesus and let him take care of it, those things that I didn't do, to forget those, not let them rule my life and make a determination in my heart that with God's help today I'm going to do whatever it is that God sets in front of me. I'm going to make right the wrongs that I should have made right in the past. I'm going to say the things to people that I need to in love and care and forgiveness and being a part of the things that I should do. I'm going to love people today. I'm going to be kind today. I'm going to speak words of joy and peace into the lives of people. I'm going to rejoice in being a child of the living God today. That's what he wants us to understand. 
We've all made mistakes. We, we all continue to make mistakes, and we always will. There are, there are those things that you and I will be faced with in our lives day in and day out, and we know that we should do it. But sometimes we don't do it because we're afraid what the outcome might be. Sometimes we don't do it because we just got anger in our heart, and we're just not willing to do it. Sometimes there's all kinds of reasons why we won't do what we know we ought to do, and we're going to have face that. But God's telling us, today is the day I've given you. Today, you don't have to be controlled by what you didn't do yesterday that you should have done. And today, you don't have to be controlled by what you did do that you shouldn't have done. You don't have to live in regret. You don't have to live in guilt. You don't have to live in the burden of all those things that have hurt your hearts and your life, that have destroyed your joy and your peace. You can put those in the hands of your Savior. You can let Him guide your heart, and you can walk in the fullness of life. And today you can determine, today, with whatever opportunities God gives me, I will not allow it to pass by. I no longer want to be that kind of person that is controlled by regret, controlled by disappointment, controlled by guilt. See, if we, if we let that rule in our hearts, Jesus died for nothing. He died to save us from our sins and to forgive us in our fullness and to put us right with God. And if we let Satan rule our hearts every day and destroy our hope and destroy our joy and destroy our peace and to continually fill us, fill us with guilt so that every single day is a miserable day, we missed what God did on the cross. He forgave us of all of our sins. And he has the power to continually, 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness, of everything that's, that you have regrets of, of everything that you've ever done or not done, that you should have done. All of that can be cleansed. And we can live in the joy and the wonder and the fullness of life that God has for us. We can see around us all that God is doing and we can rejoice in the relationships that we have and the things that God puts in our lives because we do not have to be ruled by those things. See, what Paul said in Romans 7 in verse 15 that I read was those things that I know I should do, I just keep finding myself not doing them. I don't know why, but I'm just not doing what I ought to do. And the things that I ought to be doing, I'm not doing those either. And the things, I do what I shouldn't and I don't do what I should, and it's a constant battle. But I didn't read verse 25. Verse 25 says, But thanks be to God who gives the victory through Jesus Christ. See, we, we struggle in life. There are always things that we battle with in our lives. And in our strength, in our ability, in our knowledge, in our talent, whatever it may be, we're going to come up short. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory in Jesus Christ. See, we can do what we ought to do. And we can quit doing what we ought not to do with God's help. We can put regret behind us. Folks, you don't need to walk, you can walk out of this building this morning with every regret left behind. If you just put it in Christ's hands and say, I'm sorry, I messed up. Forgive me and help me to live the life you want me to live. If there's some things today maybe God's told you or brought to your mind while this is going on, that you know, I should have done this and I didn't. And thankfully, I'm in a position where it's not too late. I can still do it. 
and I'm going to, I'm going to correct that wrong. I'm going to forgive that person. I'm going to say sorry when I need to say sorry. I'm, I'm going to make some things right that I need to make right. And I'm not going to let regret rule my heart anymore. I'm not going to live in disappointment. I'm not going to live in the sadness and the guilt that Satan wants me to live in. I'm going to live in the joy, in the peace, in the victory that God's given me in Christ Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning, as we have this time together, I know I can't speak for anyone but myself, but I know there have been lots of regrets in my life, and some of them it's too late to do anything about. I'll never be able to make correction. I'll never be able to undo or, or do what should have been done. Some maybe I could fix if I'd just take the effort, make the effort and take the time to do it right now. But God, there's going to be times in the future, I know, that you're going to present me with an opportunity. You're going to give me a chance to do something to make a difference, to touch someone's life, to, to be a part of something amazing in the kingdom of God's work. And I pray that you would help me to have the courage to do it, to take advantage of it and not end up being one more regret because I didn't do it again. Father, you've come in Christ Jesus to forgive us of our sins. You've come to forgive us of all that which we did do that we shouldn't have done and all that that we didn't do that we should have done. And I pray this morning that you'd help us come to the understanding and the realization that if we let you have that, if we put that in your hands as our Savior, as our Lord, as our King, that you can forgive those things. You can remove the burden from us. You can remove the guilt from us. You can take those things away from us and you can encourage us and you can strengthen us and you can let us take those positive steps forward that allow us to do the things that we know we should have done, that we've not done, but now we can do. So, Father, I pray your encouragement in our hearts, your strengthening in our lives, and I pray, Father, if there's something in any of our lives this morning that we need to do that we should have done and we've just been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, God, give us the ability to understand we don't have forever. We have right now. This is your day. This is the day that we have. And we need to do today what it is you've asked us to do and not wait another day and then spend time in regret because we failed to do that which was ours to do. Father, we come to a moment of invitation. It's your invitation. I don't have anything to invite anybody to. The church can't do anything for anybody in and of itself. But you, the Savior, the Lord, the King, can do everything each of us need in our lives. And I pray that we would just give it to you and let you do in our hearts what you want to do. And during this invitation, if there's something public that we need to respond to, some way we need to deal with it, maybe someone we need to go to and get right with it right here in this place, whatever it is we need. May these moments be yours as your spirit guides in Christ's name.